0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the indie film review with me, Dan. And of course, as always, Jared is here.
1: Jared. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up,
0: Jared and girls?
1: (laughs) You're so (laughs) funny, Dan. You know what I like about you? I'm funny. Yeah, that's what I like. It's the funniness. Mm, Yes. Uh, Dan, I, you know what? Normally I'm confused, but today I know exactly what we do here. What do we do here? Well, Dan, we are the Indie Film Review, and we like to review independent films. And before, I thought, man, it's such a complicated topic. I don't get it. And I don't know. Maybe it's New Year, New Year, New Me. I'm just starting to understand things better, you know? Didn't we review a film? I think we did.
0: I think we did, too. Um, I think we did. We reviewed a film called Choir Girl, Mm. which surprisingly has no choir girls in it. Yeah.
1: Um, um, so that's the First Strike movie. First Strike. <laughs> okay. Keeping a tally. This was submitted to us by Mick Wormold. The director is John Frazier. He's the writer and director. Writer and director. Yes.
0: This um, is a movie that came to us from across the pond in Australia. And uh, Jared, there's, there's so much. So much to talk about in this movie. We gotta, we gotta find a way to cramp it down into thirty minutes. Yeah, I was
1: talking to my wife about this movie. Did you let your wife watch like, this movie? No,
0: no, <laughs> she
1: didn't see it. She didn't see it. I don't think I can but... let anybody
0: watch this movie. I mean, I would love. <laughs> I, 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 everybody should watch this movie, but it's not going to be some like I'm not going to tell my wife, oh, you need to watch this movie with me because it was, it was a feast. And... I, well,
1: I was just like telling her, there's so much to talk about. Even in like the first 30 minutes of this film, oh, it's ridiculous. that I could fill an hour. but yeah. he, here's what I'll say right off the right off the dome here, because you just said uh, your opinion on it, so I feel okay talking about mine. Um, this movie is a triumph, very big triumph. It it's is fucking amazing. It is criminally
0: <laughs> underrated on IMDB. It has a 4.4 yes. 4
1: this oh my God. I don't know why.
0: Nine uh, out of 10. That's fucking stupid. Nine out uh, of 10. Like, yeah. I, I only have a couple cons, a couple things that I want to nitpick, mm-hmm. but man, this is an affective film. It's heavy, it's a tense, tense drama. All the actors, like, they're on the top of their game, especially because they're very peculiar characters that we mm-hmm. have. Like, they're not your traditional characters in a sense. Well, Dan, tell us tell us what the story is. Okay, so Choir Girl is about a guy, and I I already want to blow my load and like just say all these really cool things that I. I, I Can connect. But anyway, it's about this guy who he lives with his father and his father's um, dying. He's on, he's not on his deathbed, but he's, he's on oxygen. He has to take care of him. He needs constant Mm -hmm. care. Anyway, he lives in these like projects of this Australian neighborhood where a bunch of shitty things happen. And this guy has this habit of going to scope out these happenings like overdoses and rapes and assaults and he takes mm-hmm. pictures of them as they happen and he's trying to submit these pictures to a magazine called Slipstream and he is trying to make it big as an artist by giving them these 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 harsh photos of these disturbing elements of life and he's a very soft-spoken and timid individual he, he kind of feels like he is I don't know, He's just very socially awkward. Mm-hmm. He doesn't necessarily know how to navigate being anybody but his father's caretaker, I guess. But he takes these amazing photos. They put work into composing these photographs. They're not like yeah. they're not like we're just gonna make these photos happen for the film. Yeah, because usually in
1: a in a, in an independent film it'll be like, oh, uh the main character's an artist and you see their yeah. art and you're like, Oh, that art's it, terrible. Like, <laughs> it's it's not it, yeah, basically, this art is really good. <laughs> what I'm trying to
0: say is, it's not just a plot device. Like it's yeah, yeah. They, they put thought into it. They tried. They, they tried. Anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. he's always there at the moment of this bad thing happening, and he's trying to get his stuff sold, and he's having contention with the people who are going to buy it because part of the the editorial magazine wants it, and the other part doesn't. And then there's that. Anyway, at one point he finds this girl who, um, the, the gripe is with his artwork is it's too dark. So yes. he finds this girl and the girl, he shows it to one of the editors and the editor's like, oh, wow, this is it. This is the face that we need. This is something that we see that is the face of all this turmoil. And it's somebody that we want to save. One mm-hmm. night, he saves this girl yeah from a a pimp from a sex trafficking ring and it goes downhill from there
1: what's so interesting about this movie this character everything about it is there is the struggle of this guy is a journalist he's taking photos but he's he is a voyeur mm mm-hmm. And some of the things he's doing is exploitative, Yes. but then he also kind of feels guilty about doing it. So he's enjoying it. He's li- he likes what he does, mm-hmm. but then he also wants to help. Yes. So he's torn between these two things and people are constantly reminding him like, hey, your work is really good. Or, hey, what you're doing is exploitation. And yeah, it's it, kind it, of it's disgusting. A, it's a huge a, dichotomy. Yes, The entire film is him going back and forth, back and forth, and there's this gray area where everyone in this movie is not perfect. No one is, like, truly good. There's always Mm -hmm. some badness and grime going on in this film. I guess we'll get into it. That's what I like about it. Yeah,
0: I'll get into it more whenever we start to analyze it, but Jared, I have a cool fact for you,
1: right? Oh, I love Dan, 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 Dan. I love cool facts.
0: Good. I don't even know if it's a cool fact, but it's it's a wild coincidence if it is. Now, hold on. If you give me a lukewarm fact, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Oh, no. This is cool. Okay. Ready? All right. So, cool Josephina in the film says she learns how to speak English from the X-Files. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was cool. There yeah. is an X-Files episode called Tythonus that starts pretty similarly to this film in terms of the plot. It's, it's, about a, it's, it's about a man that is obsessed with capturing people in danger or turmoil. Somebody that's about to die. And he, instead of helping them, he just takes a picture of them. So I'm almost positive that that's part of how this idea came to be.
1: Holy shit. This is like Nightcrawler. This film, yeah,
0: this film takes that concept and runs so far with it to a point where I didn't necessarily want to go to. But man, did I go to it. This idea of being at the right place at the right time and taking a picture, that's that's the connection to the X-Files episode. But again, it's so different. So Very I just thought it was I thought it was interesting that yeah. they reference the X-Files and then there's you know, it's what, season six, episode eleven, maybe. I don't remember. I, I'm obsessed with the X-Files.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he Dan's like, Oh, who who knows when it was? I'll just name the exact <laughs> season and episode.
0: Yeah, man. It aired like 2002. Or, or yeah, I, I that's right,
1: remember. dude. So let's, Jared, <laughs> let's get into questions
0: because there's so much to go
1: into this film. Absolutely. We're already going long, man. All right. Oh, oh, God. We're going long and strong like we always do. Dan, what did you think about the main character?
0: I loved him. I, I loved how strange he was. He's a very strange individual. Like, mm-hmm. he actively seeks out, like you said, this gray area. He has this this thing where he goes and he takes pictures. He's the voyeur. Well, first of all, well, I think I already said it. He's socially awkward. He doesn't know how yeah. to navigate social circles. Mm-hmm. So whenever he goes to interview for Slipstream, it's painfully obvious that he is not of the same social caliber as these you know high and lofty art critics, essentially. These Hollywood motherfuckers. Yeah.
1: And what's great, too, is that he... He just looks like an everyman. Like he just yes. has this mop of hair. He's got these uh, thick rimmed glasses, and he's he's always got like a five o'clock shadow, yeah. or just just the beginnings of a beard. And uh, you know, he's just kind of like a slouchy, quiet type of guy. Yeah. And, and uh, everyone else is so bubbly Jared, and vibrant around him. Let's pair him
0: because yeah. I'm going to ask you about the supporting role. How did you mm-hmm. feel about Josephina? Oh my god. Josephine. Josephina? Is it Josephine or Josephina?
1: Josephine. Josephine. Don't call her Joe, you piece of shit. Sorry, God. <laughs> <laughs> she was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if she really is Russian because uh the villains are Russian in this and she only is one Russian of the villains is Russian. Oh, okay. Daddy and Dude, Daddy, Daddy. Insane I, I, villain. I, I, I. Daddy's the main villain in this. He's fantastic. A great performance by Daddy. I like to say that even when I'm not on the podcast. Oh, yes. And I don't want you to know who I'm talking to. It's a mirror. I'm looking at a mirror. I'm oh, I thought you were to talking about me.
0: Oh. No, no. I'm behind the mirror, and I'm seeing through it. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes! like, it's like in the yes! middle.
1: Yes. It's a two-way mirror. <laughs> I'm saying I'm proud of myself, but Dan, oh.
0: Yes. I love it. Mm. And that's mm. how me and Jared do the podcast. The reason I ask is she does such a good job because Josephine is a Russian immigrant. She's illegal. Mm -hmm. And she speaks with such a broken accent, right? Like, she's speaking English, but it's so broken. And you have these two tortured characters that just happen upon each other. Well, they don't happen upon each other. He happens upon her, and he saves her. But we, as an audience, are forced to... You know, identify with these characters mm-hmm. that are not your typical Hollywood characters.
1: Yeah. And all of, all of the this whole is song. like, it's so grimy and mm-hmm. to the normal person. I mean, I feel like the main character is definitely relatable in a lot of ways. And you can feel sympathy for him, mm-hmm. but he's not your typical like heroic character, especially now in Hollywood, what yeah. they, they try to do with every single fucking main character. MCU. So... Peter Peter Flaherty, yeah, Peter Flaherty, F L A H E R T Y. Then Sarah Tread as Eugene, yeah, Sarah Tim, oh, or so Sarah good, Sarah Tim. And then uh, Jack Campbell as Daddy. Ooh, mm. and I, I loved, I loved the character who played Polly, uh, yeah. Krista Vendi. Holy shit! Yeah, everybody, everybody knocked it <laughs> out of the so park. So good. Everyone is really good in this movie. Yeah, there is not a bad actor in this film, and I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I, I'd say that's rare for indie film review.
0: <laughs> yes. I, I was pleasantly surprised by every part of this movie and pleasantly, I'll say this, ready? I was pleasantly
1: horrified by the end. Mm. Um, yeah, the ending is so fantastic, I'm not even sure if we should even talk about it in spoilers. We might have to. I, I'm going to include a warning if we don't talk about it because it's Well, here's rough. the deal. I 100% recommend this film, but what I will say is if you have any aversion towards seeing rape in a film... This movie has an extended rape in it. It is very graphic. The entire time I was aghast. Like, I yeah. had my hand over my face. Yeah, it was gross. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe this is happening. But it is plot-related. It's all part of the film, and it makes the film very powerful and impactful. Yes. Um, there's, a, there's a reason for it. It's very hard to watch, but if if you're able to stomach that, then I a hundred percent recommend this Dude, movie. It's,
0: it's akin to Irreversible. Like I almost like this plot better than Irreversible because yeah. of the the because of the media in it. Because he's a photographer and he's so concerned with capturing images.
1: I think in terms of the plot, yeah, I I enjoyed this movie more. Yeah, um, and I think it it's just as artistically interesting. A hundred percent. Not even in in the terms of plot, but just in terms of what they do. Well, with because the Irreversible then, and, like, felt
0: like it had a gimmick, but this one. This narrative yes. is insane. Yes.
1: hmm It's interesting how like we get into a theme. Yeah. With our films, like where like certain things just keep coming up over and over again. Some academics might call that fascinating. Hmm. Ah. Uh, yes. Fascinating. So I guess I did my spoiler spiel. Why don't we just fucking get into it, Dan? God, God damn it. Yeah,
0: I don't want to ask questions anymore. We have to get into yeah. it. So we have, to, Jared, we have to get in. Um, let's talk a little bit about. Let's okay. Let's just start with the cons. Let me read my list of cons here. Oh, okay. Um, the only thing that I had like any kind of nitpick with was the sound mixing, even though oh, the sound okay. mixing was fantastically done, like it is state of the art sound mixing. There were some moments in the film that the seams of the sound mixing were showing so. Really beautiful sound throughout this entire mm-hmm. film. But then sometimes whenever the sound was edited together, like conjoined, you could hear the seam of it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Maybe it's because I was listening with headphones and I was like oh, very attuned to that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the only problem I had with this film. That was it. Interesting. Because, and, and again, I don't want to poo-poo the sound mixing because it is really good for being an indie mm-hmm. film. Like it could have fooled me.
1: Yes, yes. And like you you say a lot, sound mixing is the hardest thing to do yes, in a film, sound and I 100% hard. agree. But Jared, the pros, my
0: pros list, oh my god, mm. so, many, so many pros.
1: Mm, mm. I'm trying to think of anything negative about this movie. Here's what I'll say. Um, the ending resolution, when the main character's like, oh, I know what to do, just save... Josephine, I went and rewatched it again because I didn't understand how what he was doing was helping her. on On upon a second rewatch, it made sense. Was oh, like, it made oh, sense to me the first time. Okay, I, I just I wasn't getting it. Well, I because mean, I saw this like impactful thing, you. and I was like, I don't blame you because it's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he yeah he has to do a thing to do a thing. And you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Is this what we need to do? And then, oh, uh, my God, Daddy's smile. Like, before it even happens, yeah. he's like,
0: well, you got to do this. And he gives him this really nasty mm-hmm. smile. And oh, my God. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so I'm going to kind of go through the film a little bit more. Okay, please just do. Just so people understand what's going on. In certain certain spots, we'll stop and we'll talk. Like, right now, in the very beginning. <laughs> I knew this movie was going to be good. It's also, it's, it's all in black and white, which yes. again, I'm a sucker for. And they even bring up black and white in the film, yes, which I really liked. Do. Yeah. It's like
0: putting in black and white. Oh, that's yeah, right. uh huh.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then there was a point, there's a point where Josephine is being interviewed by that reporter lady. Oh and she's God. like, Oh, it's so good to see you in color. Yes. I love that. Cause she's only seen her in black and so white. Meta.
0: It's awesome. Yeah.
1: But we don't see them. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, so here's when I knew the movie was going to be a fantastic. There is a tracking shot of a subject. Just uh, one of, it was like a lady walking through this office building and the camera spinning around to track her. And then it turns and turns and then it locks onto the main character sitting on a couch. He's sitting dead center on the couch. And then the camera just kind of zooms right in on him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Amazing! Like, jumping from subject to subject, tracking shot, and then we have, like, that slow zoom in. I was like, oh, already, they're doing this with the camera, that I'm like, Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, bellissimo, (laughs) bellissimo. This is so good. And then that follows throughout the film. What what I like is when the camera is pointing at the subjects or whatever's going on screen, like, there is shaky cam, but it's just so so subtle enough mm-hmm. where it's just the stabilization of somebody holding the camera and it's you don't notice it at all you're completely drawn into what you're supposed to see and not that you are watching a film yeah. and sometimes that can be very difficult i wonder i wonder what the budget is for this movie honestly i don't even know I'd, I'd even read about it so, Ooh, seven hundred thousand yeah 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 that's that's pretty expensive i mean it shows this movie looks fantastic so bravo to them anywho that that's just on imdb by the way so take that with a grain of salt so we have this main character he's taking photos of people in his neighborhood like dan said uh we have the editor who is named ann and uh she's she's very like ooh, i don't want to take your photos because they're very exploitative boyeristic. and yeah, very voyeuristic and you're, you're and creeping he brings people up, out.
0: He brings up this really interesting point. And that's what, this is what made me like him as a character because mm-hmm. he's, he is, he lives in that gray area. He's like, yeah, these instances, these happenstances would have happened anyway, even if I wasn't there to take the picture. So yes. what's the
1: problem? That's his argument. He does try to help people when he sees them. Like he'll call the cops, but the cops aren't helping anyone. Mm-hmm. Like he calls the cops for Josephine and nobody shows up. She did say not to call the cops too because she got the cops
0: once and then immigration got her. And then um, daddy has connections in immigration and
1: he got her mm-hmm. back. So, well, daddy owns the magazine. Yeah. He no, has he a owns, sponsorship. He, he, owns he a has sponsor a sponsorship of yeah. the
0: magazine. Yes.
1: Which is, you know. Pretty powerful control over that. And he, he has his little fingies, his little daddy fingies and everything, pretty yeah. much. It's implied. What fascinated me about this film
0: was the narr- the narrative just, it drew me in. And
1: mm-hmm. it was
0: so, I, I, I waited with bated breath about where I'm going. Like, this film mm-hmm. took me to surprising places. Yeah. And then it took me to surprisingly dark places. And then it's like, I don't want this anymore. And it's like, no, too bad. We're, we're going further into the dark. And like, it just, it, it was so engaging yet. So
1: repulsive at the same time. It was, you know, what's kind of interesting too, is the main character is just so pathetic. Yes. And he's just like, Oh, I'm in this awful place. I don't want to be here. I'm only doing this for my dad. And I, I'm in this, you know, terrible, uh, part of town and, I take these pictures because this is, you know, this is what's happening in my area, you know, right? But then there's this other side of it where it's like, he is, he is enjoying taking mm-hmm. the pictures yeah. and making it into art. And, oh, ah, I love it how he's just not a, a chiseled bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Supermodel looking guy. I love that aspect of it. So anyways, through circumstance, as Dan explains he starts to take pictures of Josephine through a window. He literally breaks into this, these people's, ha- almost, their property. He, like, jumps a fence and takes pictures of her getting, like, held down, and they're, they're pumping her full of drugs, and it's, and it's a whorehouse, basically, where they, they're imprisoning mm. women. Underage girls, by the way. And he eventually finds out that they're going to take Josephine to a hospital, so he follows them there, goes to a window, and saves her by like mm-hmm. setting off a fire alarm and takes her back to his house. And they're kind of like going back and forth, back and forth. And she starts to explain her situation of like anything you do. If you take me to the cops, if we try to do all these different things, like they go through systematically all the things that they could do and why they're wrong and why it'll fail. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well the one thing I think will work is if we get these photos published and uh, the name of the magazine is slipstream. Yes. And they're like, if we get slipstream to, do a story on you, then your name is going to get so big that people will have to care about what's happening in this town and what's happening to you and these girls. Because the big thing now is like, oh, they're undocumented. Like, the support area, so nobody cares. Yeah. And this guy owns everything. But of course, what happens is <laughs> the main character gets immediately abducted by daddy and we have an amazing scene. Oh, man. This guy, he... He starts to blackmail him. And it's like, hey, listen, you're going to have to pay me 20 grand. By the end I don't the care week. how you make it. Yeah, by the end of the week. And then he implies, like, I know you have Josephine with you. Why don't you just pimp her out and uh, you can make money that way? And at that point, did you think that that was actually going to happen? No. Nope.
0: But guys, guess what?
1: It does. He is like, no, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. But then Josephine's like, listen, this is what I'm good at. This is what I know how to do. We're going to go do it. And And I'm like, no. Dude. No. Movie. So he takes it. it,
0: No, no, no. Oh, my God. uh, Yeah. You say that in the narrative, but then the mise-en-scene comes and saves the day, Mm -hmm. dude. Because you go to hotel room number 23 in the seedy hotel. Dude, this room, this fucking room. (laughs) (laughs) so good. It's, It's covered in mirrors ceiling Mm -hmm. walls Mm -hmm. everything there's a storage room next to it and one of the mirrors is a two-way and there's a montage which is one of the most insane montages i've ever seen in my life where they're getting the money and he is taking pictures of her through this two-way mirror as she's being whored out
1: Mm -hmm. and it's insane the sex and the photographs that he is taking are being superimposed Mm -hmm. onto his face So the camera is on him and he is going and taking the photos and he's like sweaty and gross. So in the beginning, he was just sitting there because he has to watch her to protect her. So if she calls out his name, he has to run in with the baseball bat and and hit the guy in the legs until he leaves, you know, to make sure she doesn't get fucking murdered by one of these psychos. But while he's doing that, he is getting sexual gratification from watching this woman. voyeurism, yes. He's... Again, this, the main thing he was being accused of before in photography. And then it gets to the point where he starts taking pictures of her. It is
0: crazy. Here's here's my first little tout of analysis. Um, So this, this film combines the concept of aesthetics, you know, the way in which we perceive art and beauty. Mm-hmm. It combines the question of what is art with mm-hmm. what is voyeurism. And I really like this because Alfred Hitchcock, he explored this in his films. But this name drop, yeah, I know, right? (laughs) This
1: film took my buddy Alfred was talking to me the other day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know, my my dead buddy. Well, anyway, this film took uh, that concept and ran with it, though, forcing its um, characters—the one who watches and makes the art and the unwitting subject of the art—it forces them together through the narrative. Right, and mm-hmm. it feels like these characters are unwilling participants in the narrative, even though Eugene he he brings it upon himself. Like we still feel yeah. like we're forced into the narrative, and this, mm-hmm. this shouldn't be happening. Anyway, this led to an amazing pair up between these two disheveled people, which we've already talked about. It raises a lot of question about art, and another thing that I was thinking about throughout this entire film was the idea of indexicality. So, oh, big word. Yeah. What does that mean? In in film school, indexicality essentially is the concept that the, um, the image of film, photography or film, is being physically tied to the ephemeral world. Like, it's a moment in time that it becomes physical. Like, a physical moment mm. in time that we get to keep even though the world keeps going on. And that's what indexicality Mm -hmm. means. So the fact that this guy wants to document this, the harsh realities is -hmm. really interesting. Like, you know, indexicality becomes very important for, um, moments like the Rodney King beating, or you know, anytime police yeah. body cams happen, like yeah, it's 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 that concept of "pics or it didn't happen." But what's mm. what what this film is um, kind of teetering on? I I think it goes back to his argument. It's like, well, if if I wasn't there to take the
1: pictures, they'd still be happening, right? Also, it really talks about photojournalism in a way to where it is so important that we have people out there covering these stories, especially stories that people don't want to hear about. And especially in a
0: social climate where, you know, people are saying that it's, it's all bullshit anyway, you know? Yeah. Because
1: the media is so corrupt and fucked up right now that they're not interested in reporting about things that people actually care about. It's always like a driven narrative or whatever the media wants you to hear. And so there's that aspect of it. Then there's the aspect of, Oh, he's doing these things. For the integrity of the journalism or the art or whatever. But then there's that secret mm-hmm. back the reptilian secret brain part, right? Behind where he enjoys the mirror. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there's the man in front of the mirror and there's the man behind it. And he he is enjoying it's like all of the bad things that he does, he does for an ulterior motive, but it's almost like I feel justified in what I'm doing, but I mm-hmm. also really want to do these things. Mm-hmm. So he is not 100% good in the things that he does. And
0: because of that, he does get intimate with Josephine at one point. And then you're like, is this a suspicious relationship? Or Mm -hmm. is he really touting feelings?
1: And then there's obsession, too. Like, does he actually like this character? Or is he just fucking deranged? Also, she's underage. So that's a huge other factor in the film, too. So we
0: haven't talked about the woman who he goes to that is... She's like an up-and-coming editor at Slipstream. And yes, she's the one that goats him into taking more pictures of the girl. Right. And that's yeah, why he that's ta- Polly. He, that's why he takes her. And um she asks for more of it. Right. She's mm-hmm. like, we can actually work with it. And what she does or what he does is he takes her away from the from from daddy and Takes takes the whole subject to this woman's house and she's like, mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Exactly. It's fucking crazy. So
0: she's harboring this illegal immigrant who has just been, you know, she's a
1: fugitive from a sex trafficking ring. So mm-hmm. there's
0: danger afoot here.
1: And what was great too is when she was in the apartment, she's like, She's like, I smoke. And she goes, No, you can't smoke in here. Yeah. She's like, Oh. I guess I know smoke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I There's
1: like little moments of humor in this movie that I like. Um, it's, it's definitely charming in a way, but go yes. ahead. Yes.
0: So, Polly. Let's just cut to the chase and say that she's a double crosser, right? Yeah. So she has a friend. What a great reveal. Yeah. She has a friend that does all these, these pieces that might be able to help um, Josephine's cause. And yeah, there's a point, there's a point in the film where she's invited over Polly's house and she gets this interview and mm-hmm. um, Polly uh, or Polly kind of goats Josephine into saying things that are making it so that she can't use The footage that she gets. Caroline Doyle Mm -hmm. does. Anyway, we don't know that as an audience. We get a tape that shows Josephine bashing um, Eugene and Mm -hmm. saying that he's a sicko and blah, 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 blah. But later on in the film, it's revealed the actual full tape that it's not edited. And Polly's the one that's saying, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a sicko, right? And like he's, she's goading Josephine into saying these terrible mm-hmm. things. But at the time, Eugene didn't know that, and he
1: gets pissed off at Josephine, and he sends her on her way. What an amazing reveal! Yes. Too, I was like, oh my god, I did not expect this turn of events. It was good shit. It was good shit. I was in for the drama. And then like, um, it, the,
0: the, the the turn of events happens. Like, I'm not going to say how it happens, but it happens at his first
1: exhibition. Of these these photographs that he took of uh, Josephine, yes, and there's just oh my gosh, there's so much. I mean, I think we could stop right here, honestly. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) do we need to? to, Because the ending is so crazy, and there's even more after the ending. And the final scene is it's open ended in a way. There, there's closure in the film. Mm -hmm. There is there is an ending. But then there's a final moment in the scene where I'm just like, this is fucking fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I could not believe the ending. The ending is so good. <laughs> uh, one I of the agree. better endings I've seen w- since doing this podcast. Uh, final thoughts. I would say we need to do uh, an indie film review, Hall of Greats. Yes. And this film is going into it. That's oh, all. Yes, I thought, right. I, I completely so agree. So that's all I'm going to say. Uh, there's very few films that we've covered that would have, have that honor, but yeah, this, this film is fucking fantastic. Please go see it. Dan, what'd you think?
0: I can't praise this movie enough. Just Mm -hmm. find it somehow. Um, distributors who are in charge, if you are listening, get your movie out there. Like again, 4.4 on IMDb. I feel so bad. Like the
1: film deserves so much more than that
0: it hmm. really does yeah it's
1: really stupid and it's i think it's on apple tv if you want to watch it oh is it yeah it needs to be on more things yeah like get yourself on tubi get yourself somewhere man oh, it's yeah it's a crime that people aren't talking more about this film this film's fucking cray cray you can find us on
0: twitter at any pod i'm speaking to jared guys um, yeah, I'm, you can yeah. find us on. He needs to be reminded all the time. You can find what? Us on, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at indie film review pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Patreon that's for filmmakers. If you want to get your film reviewed a little bit faster instead of the six month waiting list, it's there for you. Um, check it out. You will see a list. I think we do drop a list of what's to come right
1: on Patreon.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You, you, the the information is there. So go check it out at your own leisure. Jared, tell us about Necropodicon really quick.
1: Yeah, and I, I try to keep that list updated pretty regularly. At least once a month, I'll try to update it. But anyways, necropoticon.com is a really cool site you can go to. And basically, it has a really great list of a lot of uh, podcasts that we're affiliated with. Um, we got podcasts such as, you know, movies like us. We got uh, role-playing RPG podcasts. Uh, there's a ton of, you know, uh, very diverse, interesting podcasts they have on there. So if you like ours, you probably like one of those. You should go check them out and see what's up. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening so much. I appreciate you. And, um, it's films like this. That's the reason I do this show because it's really interesting to me, and I like watching interesting films. Okay. Yes.
0: Yes, Dan, you have the final word. Um, I have no final word. This this film Whoa. took my breath away.
1: Take my breath away. <laughs> <laughs> Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.